This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and ThisPipeLife.com. We thank them for their support of this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. Man, good evening to you, sir. How are you doing tonight? <laughs> Great! I'm enjoying uh, a, a glass of our traditional uh, summer summertime boodles and, uh, and 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 smoking some Bowser's Castle from the Country Squire, which uh, which just smells uh, just smells awful. Oh, I, you know, <laughs> I've got a bit of a story about the Bowser's it, it, Castle. It's such a good tobacco, and I, I you know, I, I'm not uh, I'm very proud of my humility. I, I did a very good job blending this tobacco, but it, it just smells awful. Now, you know, I, so so tonight we are um, as as kind of we mentioned in the pre-show, we we are running super super late. Um, I mean, it's five minutes but you know yeah well lately we've been on country squire radio that's that's bad well it's early compared to how late we used to be in the early days that's shameful yeah Yeah. that is true um but no i so so uh you know part of the reason we're running late it's not a matter of naming names or anything but you know you came in a little bit uh later this evening than uh, i won't mention anyone but his initials are john david cole right (laughs) his initials are jd don't know who that could be right uh but no you, you came in a little bit uh later than you normally do but but while uh, I, I'd say in the last two minutes of the shop yeah. being open tonight, yeah, um, I, I was sitting here with Caleb the intern. We were having a nice chat, and uh, and three young gentlemen walk into the store, uh, and they are all coming in for their first first ever time to uh, buy some pipe tobacco. Oh, that's great! Yeah, now they've they've already I got their that pipes. I missed that. That's they, awesome. They are actually. I mean, it's like the 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 quintessential perfect time to jump in. They they are all three of them going off to college. Every single one of them. The, you had an MC student, an Ole Miss student, and a state student. Walk into a tobacconist. That that should be a joke, right? Yeah, there. they all they all priest, rabbi, and uh, imam walk into a bar. Exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. So th- so they walk in, and um, you know they, they've I mean complete novices. And this is great, man, because I've never I, you know I don't think I've ever gotten a chance to like be a part of this experience. Yeah. And so you know I'm, I'm sitting there, and, and Caleb kind of walks through the motions and everything, and they're talking about various tobaccos, and you know I hear the questions they're asking that I know that Caleb gets all the time, but right. I, I almost feel like those questions still live within me. Even. <laughs> 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 so many years later. And so I was trying to, you know, explain to him that not all tobaccos are the same. And so I asked Caleb if, I, if he was cool if I came back behind the counter and, and kind of pulled some stuff for him. And so I, I to kind of make a bit of a, a, a point, not necessarily make an argument per se, but just yeah, to kind of sure. give them an example. Okay. I pulled out Bowser's Castle, uh, Rivendell, which was already out. Right. And then also Treasure Island. Oh, yeah. The goal was to give them three very different pipe no, th- tobaccos. And I think you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just to kind of explain to them that, you know, not all pipe tobaccos are exactly the same. And, and you know, the reason why you see a lot behind the counter is because there's a, a huge, a massive palette of flavors out there. Yeah. Uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, Caleb, uh, I sold him some Flambeau and some Rivendell. It's okay. kind of two, two to kind of bring well, with Well, that's them. good. Those are both aromatic tobaccos, but you know the Flambeau has a much heavier uh, cherry casing on it, mm. and, and the Rivendell is much more. Um, it's one of those middle ground tobaccos. It's decidedly aromatic, but it's one of those that you know a non-aromatic smoker can appreciate because it's not goopy or syrupy. Or yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, well, good. So, that's so great. Man. It was just really interesting to uh, to see them go through that process and to actually get get a chance to kind of experience like, oh man. Look at these kids coming in here. Yeah, man, shoot. They don't even know where they walked into. They don't even have a clue. Yeah, it's but like, anyway. Yeah, you went all uh, nerd on them. Well, yeah. shout out shout no, out to great. those guys. I also, I gave them the card, told them about the podcast. I yeah, like, I hope, they, the podcast. hope they tune in sometime. Check man. it out. So That's uh, that's really neat. I, I I do love interacting with new pipe smokers. It is uh, probably the most like sacred thing you can do as a tobacconist because you're, you, you know, most of the time you're the only, you're the very first experience they've had with someone in 
you know, professional pipedom. <laughs> you know, they may have, uh, you know, bumped into some, you know, uh, feedback on the internet or, you know, some forums or something. But, you know, a lot of times when they come in a shop like the Squire, uh, you're kind of, you're you're really the um, on the front lines. You're the first uh, introduction they have. Right, you're, yeah. you're the face and hands of this, uh, this hobby, this pastime, this industry. And so, you know, that's, I guess that's why we're kind of picky uh, who gets behind the counter over here, you know? I mean, that's... Uh, <laughs> Is that okay? Did and, I do, did and, I do and that's why I'm really kind of ashamed that Caleb let you behind the counter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did ask. I was like, "Hey, man, can I do your job for just a second? I, right. I want to show him." But I, just, I was so, I was so excited to be able to to be part of that. So that was kind of cool. That's really great. That's um, great. Well, hey, man. Of course, uh, great, great things going on here in the the pipe world. Of course, uh, we mentioned it the last uh, couple of episodes. We will continue to mention it as we get closer. But yeah, coming yeah. October seventh. The Texas Pipe Show uh, going to be at Pop Safari Room in Fort Worth, Texas. You're not going to want to miss it. Uh, if you've never gotten a chance to drink Boodles with John David Cole, that might be your chance. Do they sell Boodles in Texas? We'll bring it with us. If they don't, surely you we'll got to smuggle have, it across the board. You got to have something as awesome as Boodles in a state as awesome as Texas. So yeah, well you're like 80 percent Boodles anyway. So I mean, like just by your presence and 100 percent Texan. Well, there you go. Yeah, my heart is in Mississippi now for a variety of reasons. But, yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, I think you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll get liquored up on the Louisiana side of the border, which is not hard. No, 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 no. that is that is quite. You just easy. breathe the air in Louisiana. <laughs> you, you drive through, you know, the the McDonald's, and they're like, "You want a daiquiri?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that hurricane with that Big Mac. That's right. No, but of course, October seventh. Make your plans if you haven't already. Uh, Pop Safari Room, Fort Worth, Texas. We will be there. Uh, you know, long smoke competition. Although, do they prefer the other terminology? Because I know there's slow smoke and they long probably smoke. do. But I'm committed to being wrong. At okay, this okay. Point. good. Yeah. So, good. so it is. So for Country Squire Radio. Purposes, it is slow smoke, but okay. but or, I'm sorry, a no, long, long smoke, smoke. long yeah, smoke, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but but yeah, their their long smoke competition, short smoke competition, slow smoke competition. I mean, there's like broke smoke competition. I feel like this is a Dr. Seuss thing, like <laughs> waiting to happen. It's, <laughs> there, it's a lawsuit waiting. Okay, to so yeah, no, it, it really is. It, it really is right. Okay, so the so the contest I where will not everyone smoke it in the shop, I will not smoke it with a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know, with our tobacco, you can't smoke it with a cop. That's true. Um, no. Um, so, you know, the contest where you uh, everyone gets the three grams of tobacco, puts it in their pipe, lights it at the same time and sees how long they can uh, keep it lit. Uh, that contest, whatever you call it, is uh, is a part of this as well. They've also got several booths uh, left. The first dibs are going to uh, to Carver's and, and for Carver's, those are um, those are on the house, actually, the booths. And so um, you might be sharing uh, table space with someone, but they've got a lot of uh, a lot of open table space. Uh, you know, carvers kind of come first, first, and then on down the line are folks that sell uh, you know ancillary stuff. Um, but uh, but anyway, if you are in the pipe uh, megasphere and certainly close enough to uh, Dallas Fort Worth to to make the drive, I think this will be very much worth your uh, worth your time. Pipe megasphere, it's a thing. Okay, all right. I, I, I have more power to it. The, the, on on the seventh of October, <laughs> the pipe, ep, the epicenter of the megasphere of pipedom of pipedom. Uh huh. We'll, we'll be Fort Worth, Texas. We'll be Fort Worth, Texas. All right. That's right. That'll work for me, man. <laughs> and we will be there. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, hey, uh, next week, um, you know, we, we've got a great show planned for this week. Uh, next week, we've also got a great show planned. We are reopening the book 
that is pipe culture. Uh, longtime listeners know this is kind of an ongoing series that we do where we kind of talk about some things that are uh, a little bit more on the fringes of pipe, uh, the pipe world, but at the same time kind of connected tissue, things that we all kind of appreciate, uh, maybe the lore of the pipe, if yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and we've been doing something these last two pipe culture episodes that have been really fun. We've been going through pipe smoking archetypes. Um, so far, we've done the soldier. We've done, uh, I'm sorry, so far we've done um, uh, the, the father, the grandfather, the professor, the philosopher. I love this. Yeah. yeah. This is so much fun. And so for our next pipe archetype uh, uh, episode, we're going to be talking about two archetypes, which is the soldier and the sailor. Now, as we are yeah. want to do here on the show, when we whenever we do a pipe culture episode, it's our chance to really turn the mics over to you guys. You you are really the ones that help define what the culture surrounding the pipe is. And so in that regard, when you hear, you know, pipe smoking soldier or a pipe smoking soldier, what images come to mind? What personalities uh, are maybe there's characters, maybe there's people from history, maybe there's people from fiction, maybe you have a personal story you'd like to tell, uh, or maybe it is just uh, the imagery that comes to mind. We like to keep things very broad whenever we're talking about pipe culture. So if you uh, if you get a chance sometime this week, write us an email, send us a Facebook message, tweet us, uh, whatever your preferred met method of getting into the show, uh, definitely do that. But again, the subject we'll be covering is the soldier and the sailor. So send those in for our next week's episode. How much do you hate me? Not at all. Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> cut, cut that question. Yeah, buddy. edit all that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we got a great, great show course planned for next week. Now, before we jump into this week's episode, yeah. uh, we, we've got some major shout outs to uh, some folks who this joined. This is so exciting. Yeah, the International Pipe Smoking uh, Club that is the Country Squire Radio Pipe Club. International Pipe Smoking Club. There it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dyslexia for the win on that one. Uh, yeah, we got some new members. In fact... Dude, this is great. Joining us, ladies and gentlemen, 80th club member. Are you ready to butcher your name? Michael Iatica. I, it's I, like Gattaca, that movie. You I remember that movie? I, Gattaca was a movie. Yeah. It, it, I, I he scrubbed his skin on the beach with a rock. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> I don't remember much, but I do remember that. And there you was know, a guy with six fingers. Uh, you know, uh, wow. He played the piano. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I remember about but that But did movie. he smoke a pipe? I, Michael, I don't know. Michael Attica does. Michael Attica does. Who's not uh, Gattaca? I, I think this might be Michael Ladka. I'm, I could be wrong. No. I could be wrong. No, so we, no, we do no, have no, a no. good friend uh, of the shop named Michael Ladka. And uh, it, Michael, if this is you... Uh, and 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 it is Michael Ladka. Just let us know. Yeah, it, let us know. Cause yeah, it, it, we just know that like butchering your name is it's it, it's part of the you know you, you got to earn your stripes. Exactly. I mean that that's part of Country Squire Radio family. Well, it's so, all it's all fun and games until I have to actually print out your club card. So yeah, right. Make, make get if if it is Ladka, let us know. Ladka, right. La right. But 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 on on the flip side, if it is Iatica. <laughs> Then, then we are so sorry. Then Michael, we are terribly sorry. Well, I'm for not thinking sorry because I didn't butcher the name. No, then you got it right, that's and right. and that's great. So, uh, man, Michael is our 80th club member, and uh, and dude, we're so thankful for you. Absolutely. So thanks for thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on board, dude. He scrubbed his skin with a rock. Do you remember that happened that morning? I, I do not. I remember. I that. Do, you, you're probably going to go home and do that tonight. Jeffrey Hall, ladies and gentlemen, also joining the pipe club dude, at the Squire level. Yeah, Jeffrey, man, such a good friend of the shop. Jeffrey, actually, a local listener here in the in the Jackson uh, metro area. Yeah. He's a good friend. And uh, man, is I've 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 walked with Jeffrey as he's uh, you know gone from uh, you know kind of the earliest days of his pipe smoking, uh, you know, seen his taste change. He he definitely has gone from that kind of uh, you know heavy aromatic to 
uh, you know, heavy English, and now he's kind of settled all all over the middle, uh, you know, as far as the Virginias and the kind of the light cased aromatics and stuff. And uh, Jeffrey, just a great friend of the shop. He's one of those folks that uh, when he comes to the Squire and stays, he'll, uh, you know, come and post up here for a couple hours each <laughs> yeah. time he comes and uh, just make sure he gets a good visit. And uh, man, th- thanks so much, Jeffrey, for, uh, for, for hopping on board and, and supporting the show. Absolutely. Yep. Well, all right. So Jeffrey and Michael, the newest members at the Squire level, uh, they're coming in at, at a really, really great time because we are really close. I, in fact, I thought... I, you know, I, I was we were so close. It's so close to uh, to being able to open up the uh, the the lounge, the lounge. Yeah. The, the, so uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, Bo, but we actually had the lounge set up. It's, right. It's 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 set up. It's virtually set up. It's virtually set. We, we've we've uh, we got the leather chairs are in. Uh, <laughs> the, those, the virtual leather. Chairs. The virtual leather chairs are in. <laughs> right. The, the um those little silver stands where you where you clean out your ash on the ones that kind of stand next to the chairs. You know, they have really classy places. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. No, you know, I don't think you have any here, but in like Those, really yeah, classy. Definitely places. don't have that. Yeah, if if it involves a really classy place, it definitely isn't at the country. But bar. no, we got we got all that. Like, this is a little bourbon bar. Uh, Monday meme Monday. I mean, like it's all it's all there. But no, we got the uh, the rules, regulations, all that kind of good stuff happening. It's just a matter of cutting the ribbon, and we're like, that's it. We're like, literally five dollars away. Well, it's 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 more like two two members away. But, right. But when it all comes right. down to it, but one way or the other, um, if you want to join the uh, club, now would be a great time. There would be yep. much. Rejoicing rejoicing actually for there would, whomever there the would. next you know next it's so funny be. i mean I, I i we're on the precipice of this and of course we've you know we've committed to it and are really excited about it but it, there's a lot of pipe community that i'm involved in on the internet some uh some on a very regular basis some on a very uh you know kind of 10 foot pole basis <laughs> you know it just depends <laughs> it depends on my level of commitment and busyness and all that kind of stuff but um i mean this will be uh this will be kind of the thing that you know i check every day and it's going to pop up on my on my personal uh you know notification thing on my iphone every day and, and every couple hours and uh man i'm just I, i'm have excited you, i mean you ever, this, like, is a, admin this is a group new thing before? i have not admin a group and i you know i'm i'm uh I'm interested to see where this is going to go. You know, oh, how many comments fun, we're going to have to, uh, you know, to moderate because of, uh, you no, know. No, no. I, I, I mean, certainly not Country Squire radio no. listeners. I mean, you know, no. I don't know. But, but yeah, but the hosts, I mean, they're, they're complete loose cannons. You never know. Uh, yeah. I, can the moderators be moderated? Uh, somebody that we should talk about that. That yeah. needs to happen. I think that's why. But big ups to all of you who've joined the club. Um, like I said, we're very close to doing that. So whomever our next one, two uh, members will be, that'll be a great, great way to get us over the edge so we can open that up. Uh, also want to give a shout out to those of you supporting us, uh, not necessarily club members, but those of you who've chosen to support the show. Absolutely. Uh, your dollars go a long way. We've, We've actually, got a new one this week, right? Yeah. Joshua Manili. Yeah. Manili. Manili. I think so. All right. Good deal. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua, thanks so much, man. Hopping on board at the at the patron level and uh, man, just committing to uh, support us once a week. And uh, and and you can do that on Patreon.com, right, Bo? Patreon.com slash Country Squire Radio. If you go to CountrySquireRadio.com, we got the big bar right there that says join the club. Click it. It's a great way to help support the show. All right, man, we've got an awesome, awesome topic tonight. We are talking about Costello. Now, this is really great because I have always been a fan of Elvis Costello for quite some time. You're talking about like music. You're talking about like Abbott and Costello. Redefined. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like completely redefined the genre to some extent. Um, He's popped up from time to time on various uh, uh, television series that I've seen, um, you know, as kind of like a bit actor and that sort of thing. I never knew he'd smoked a pipe, man. Pipe hero of the bowl, (laughs) Elvis Costello. Stello. Yeah, you know, I uh, th- this is these are some of the reasons I drink on Country Squire Radio. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> man. Tonight we're talking about Costello pipes. That's right. Was uh, he in Gattaca? Wait, oh, sorry. Go- oh, yes, no. yes, Costello pipes. That's who we're. That's Was who he we're in Gattaca? What, what, hold on. What if that 
came full he, circle. Well, hold on. Was he the one that scrubbed himself with the stone? <laughs> no, I no. Just, who was that? God, that wasn't that. <laughs> That was like Ben Kenobi, right? Never All right, this is a disaster. So anyway, Costello um, pipes. Yeah, we're going to talk about Costello now. So, um, uh, Costello pipes. Um, obviously, it's it's one of the premier pipe brands in the world, uh, and and there's only a few uh, you know pipe makers that kind of made this made this level this uh, you know vision or this. Uh, uh, kind of uh, arena of esteem, you know, certainly through the 20th century, and Costello is is one of those is one of those brands, and um and uh, you know we we just wanted to honor them and uh, kind of talk about them. Some we've talked about a bunch of different pipe brands on on Country Squire Radio. Absolutely. Of course, we've uh, we've touched on. I think the first one we may have ever done was uh, perhaps Sheraton. I, I can't. I'm not positive about that, but now we've done Sheraton, Savinelli, Peterson. Um, those, those three were definitely Brebia, first, sure. I mean, we, uh, you know, we've done, um, gosh, uh, man, there's so many that we've touched on, uh, that, uh, you know, I'm, that, that I'm at a loss for now, but, uh, but on and on and, and, uh, of course Dunhill and, um, and, and I just felt that it was right to, to visit, uh, our friends at Costello and, uh, and, and just honor them for, uh, for the place that they have in, in the pipe smoking community, not just in the Italian pipe world, but, but in the greater pipe world. So, um. Anyway, I, in honor of this episode, I am smoking my uh, my Costello tonight. It is a uh, Shape Fifty Five, which we'll talk about Ooh. later, and uh, kind of has that swirled oh, uh, swirled shank on there, which is really neat. So, um, but yeah, Costello. Uh, it's uh, typically known as the uh, the premier Italian pipe brand, and these are handmade pipes um, in the mid nineteen forties. Okay, so so think what's going on in nineteen forties. We've got the you know World War Two, obviously. Uh, World War II is kind of coming to an end, middle of 1940s, and um, the Italian, uh, you know, after all the devastation of the war, uh, the Italian, um, you know, industry is starting to kind of come back and uh, find itself again. And and after the war, you've got this guy, uh, his name Carlos Scotti, and Carlo um, envisioned, you know, it, it kind of starting an Italian brand of pipes. He wanted to make his own pipes. He wanted to, uh, you know, get into pipe carving, but he wanted something that would, you know, uh, have the reverence that a name like Dunhill would have. Right. So, mm, mm -hmm. so, so, so think of, think of, you know, the, the era and the time and also just the pipe world in general over the 20th century. What, what does Dunhill evoke, right? Dunhill evokes, you know, it's it's the Rolls Royce of the pipe world. Okay, it's the thing where if you go to it, not only are you getting a really good product, but you are proclaiming that you're this big man on campus, you're high class, thing, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's it's when you buy a Dunhill, it's not just like you know, okay, I wanted a really good pipe, so I'm buying a Dunhill. You're also making a statement, right? I mean, that's a part of that's built into the price, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the same reason you buy a Porsche or a Rolls Royce. I mean, you you know, you you're getting a good car. But I mean, Audi also makes a good car. But you know, you're you're buying something. It's a status symbol. You're buying something that is a, is in its own identity uh, and in its own DNA a status symbol. And uh, and Scotty really envisioned something like that from Italy, the home of uh, you know the best briar in the world uh, that would compete with Dunhill on that level. And um and and so he you know struck out to do this right. He's uh you know was a pipe smoker, pipe maker. And, and, and really sought that. He wanted some, you know, an Italian brand that was uh, flawless, esteemed, uh, you know, just kind of possessing that, you know, social uh, 
cachet or whatever, you know, what, whatever it is that, yeah. you know, kind of makes people say, oh, that guy, you know, he, he's got it together. <laughs> it's sure, kind of like, yeah. it's kind of like a sea of black tuxedos. And then there's that one guy wearing the white tuxedo, you know? Oh, snap. You know what I mean? James Bond. Yeah. 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 You kind of want to be that guy. All right. right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there are only a few brands in the 20th century that kind of reach this level of prominence. Right. And so Dunhill throughout the 20th century was kind of that, uh, that staple that uh, you it had coming and going as far as that caliber uh, brands like uh, Sassini and uh, and of course Sheraton you know we've talked about them uh, a lot before um, you know at, at times these were also brands that like if, if you saw someone with that pipe you just knew that like oh well that guy he's he has it, you know, he's, 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 he's kind of made it right. Mm. Yeah. He's kind of made it. And so, uh, Scotty obviously wanted, uh, you know, an Italian pipe maker to, um, again, home of the world's best briar and, uh, and all that. And some of the best, uh, you know, pipe making tradition to, uh, you know, to have something of that, of that caliber. Is so. that, I mean, is that an aspect of it too? I mean, not, not just that the, uh, the briar comes from Italy, but also that the, the carver is also going to come from Italy. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They wanted something with Italian DNA. It's like, you know, yeah. if you got, if, if you've got a chef, you want somebody named Pierre, even though Pierre may be like a, you know, high school dropout who, you know, plays video games with his parents. Ba- basically <laughs> in America, he's Pierre, the chef, but he's know, the Pierre, French chef. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to name him like Butch or something. Right. Well, you know, I'm just saying like right. there's a, there's, I've the, got a great friend, Butch, who is actually a retired chef. Well, there you go. But, uh, you know, but I mean, you, well, Butch actually works because he's got a butcher thing going on there. But, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> in the South, that, pl- that Yeah, place. I'm just saying, right. <laughs> so, so, you know, anyway, the Costello, that they wanted this, uh, kind of Italianism to be in their DNA, their uh, you know distinctive shapes, distinctive quality, the the home of the best uh, pipe makers and um, and, uh, and and briar in the world, and so this was uh, you know kind of in their their founding um, you know just way of thinking. Um, and so in 1946, uh, Carlo Scotti, he began carving. Uh, they're still made to this day in Cantu, Italy. Um, Cantu, um, you know, the, is just the, what, what they created in this part of Italy was, um, you know, something that kind of was the genesis of a whole family tree huh. of, uh, of, of the Italian, you know, pipe smoking world. So, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a wow. little bit later. Cantu, but, Italy. Uh, that's right. That's right. Castello uh, actually means a castle in Italian. And, you know, the word is he kind of wanted something that would be uh, translatable and also evoke, uh, you know, thoughts of grandeur and things like that in a bunch of different languages. And so castle was kind of used as the as the moniker there. And then in the early days, uh, you know, they were really trying to push the envelope. You know, they uh, they, they actually designed uh, their logo, uh, which is the, the current logo uh, they have now, which is a white bar. Um, and so you, you'll notice on any Costello stem nowadays, uh, there's just a solid white bar. Uh, it used to be made actually of um, of ivory, uh, but then eventually oh, wow. was uh, transitioned to, uh, you know, to resin and, and acrylic. Uh, but that white bar was kind of emblematic of, you know, something that that's a Costello, um, you know, when they see that. So what's it's, interesting, go ahead. Well, so, so Dunhill's go to like, like when, when don't they have yeah. the double bar? Is that? No, it's a white dot. Oh, it's a white dot. That's right. Who's the, the double white spot? Who's the double bar? Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, there had, you know, no, but there have been pipe makers over time that have had uh, like a double bar kind of um, motif thing. Okay, yeah. So I'm not I'm not sure who that's who that was. I know there was a second brand from maybe Kamoi. 
uh, that for a while used a used a double bar. Um, in, anyhow, but yeah, Dunhill is the white spot, okay. and and the reason that uh, Scotty chose the white bar was that he wanted something that would um, be simple and kind of iconic, mm. uh, and also you know would immediately uh, you know kind of uh, you know get itself into the same arena as a Dunhill, right? Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. so anyway, uh, you know the first kind of early years. Uh, of Costello, the the brand was um, frankly kind of a mess. You know, it took them several years to get it off the ground. Uh, they had a lot of inconsist- inconsistencies on their stamping. Uh, used a lot of interesting materials for the pipes, which which is also in the Costello DNA. Costellos always have wanted to push the envelope. They've wanted to uh, you know be the the different one that you know is kind of uh, you know going to set themselves apart a bit, but. Um, you know, experimented with some strange media, and um, you know, they. W- what's odd is that their pipes were uh, were always uh, typically pretty small, um, and and in the modern Italian handmade premier pipe world, that could not be farther from the right. truth. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The, you know, modern uh, premier handmade Italian pipes are all gigantic. I mean, they're just, they're just huge, right? And do you so, think that and shift, that's just an ongoing thing. Do you think that shift has to do with the buyer shift? Like, if I'm paying that price, I better get a hunk of briar? I think there is something to that, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I really huh. do. I think there is something. Even to this day, you know, some of uh, some of the best pipes in our shop here are tiny pipes. You know, we've got particularly, um, you know, some of these uh, petite pipes that are being cranked out by, you know, folks like, uh, you know, Savinelli and, and, you know, these petite pipes, they're incredibly high grade, but it's such a small pipe that people, people kind of wonder like, I mean, well, I mean, I know that Briar was aged for a long time and, you know, I know the painstaking artisanship that went into it and someone, you know, personally sandblasted this or hand cut the stem, but, but, but I mean, the pipe weighs 25 grams, like, <laughs> right, right, right. you know what I mean? It's, it's so just kind of funny. Yeah. Well, it's like that old uh, SNL sketch where, uh, where Will Ferrell is, is playing the, uh, the, the manager of like this high end men's, uh, t-shirt shop or whatever. And they, they're always opening up their really, really petite, tiny cell phones as they keep on whipping yeah. out a smaller one, a smaller <laughs> one. So good. Then he rolls yeah, in I forgot with, about like, that. a brick and they're like, what is this? He goes, big as the new small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same deal. Same deal. Big as the new small. Exactly. 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 So, um, but but anyway, but those, back then, small was the small. But small was the small, right? <laughs> in in the first uh, first years there, though, they were kind of all over the map as far as uh, you know the consistencies of their their product and um, and so what's interesting here, and you can read this. Uh, there's tons of uh, you know different uh, recollections of this online that you know you're welcome to to go read. Uh, this has been talked at uh, you know constantly on on the internet, just in the pipe world. But um, someone discovered Costello, okay, who was very important, and and this was kind of the pivoting point. This was the watershed moment for the Costello brand, right? Um, and, and that person that uh, discovered Costello, it was in the mid 1950s, and his name was Wally Frank. Now, ha- now, how do I how do I describe Wally Frank? Okay, so Wally Frank, if you're if you've been in the pipe community a really long time, you've probably bumped into this name before. Um, Wally Frank was, um, he was a tobacconist. He was a, uh, he was a retailer. Um, he was probably, I mean, think about the era we're talking. Okay. This is 1950s America. There is no internet. Most people don't have TVs. You know, radios are pretty common, radios but are common now, you know, yeah, yeah. You're, you're using the mail for most of your correspondence. You know, it, most people at this point probably have telephones, but I mean, you know, it, it's, this is a different world, right? And, and so Wally Frank, he was the big name 
in the pipe industry in the United States, okay? You've got pipe smoking all over the world, but there's this kind of uh, weird market over in the United States where this, you know, country that's kind of the new kid on the block that, you know, just happens to be this newest superpower post-war and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, they, is, is the 50s you know, kind of the peak of American pipe industry i no, i think it probably would be the 70s would be the 70s yeah okay, i right. think but but certainly it was you know on the upswing there. okay and, yeah, yeah. and so so we're, um, on, we're on our way up right yeah now. we're, we're okay. on our way up and, and wally frank i think was one of the pivoting or pivotal people that that built american pipedom <laughs> that we mentioned earlier you I, know yeah, yeah. Uh, wally frank he was uh he, wally uh mr frank he he was a retailer in new york had several stores um but had a significant catalog service as well okay so so think, okay, how did you buy a pipe before you could get on the Country Squires website or, b- or before you could get on, you know, uh, you know, pipesandcigars.com or whatever? Local like, package store? And, and that's the thing. A lot yeah. of folks, you know, it, what's funny, um, they, Mrs. Reeves, uh, who, who founded this store uh, that actually hired me years ago, she said before they opened the Country Squire in Jackson, Mississippi, the only place you could buy a pipe in Jackson was uh, was at the the um, department store Walgreens yeah, right? yeah, yeah no yeah. Well, no no the department store oh, like really? like same place you go buy a suit or maybe a you know washing machine or something wow, I mean we're talking like Sears Roebuck here. yeah yeah, yeah. so a you, Sears you know, pipe could you imagine seriously I mean that's the <laughs> that's the kind of thing we're talking yeah. and so you know Wally Frank he was he was kind of the premier uh, tobacconist in the in in the mid twentieth century that you know brought forth uh, you know and it was kind of on the on the front lines of you know, bringing forth this um, tobacco community where folks could, you know, buy and sell and purchase, uh, you know, easily just through, uh, you know, regular methods and uh, streams and things like that. So, um, it, it, so anyway, a retailer in New York, he had a, a significant catalog service where, you know, these are folks that, you know, you might write into his, uh, to his store and say, Hey, I'd like to know what pipes you've got in stock. And, you know, they, uh, they would send out uh, catalogs of pipes all over, um, you know, the country to these folks that were interested in, and, and then, you know, you might, you, you would receive this catalog and then maybe you'd telephone him or maybe you'd send him a postcard and say, well, okay, I saw these photos that you took of these pipes. And I would really, if it's, if you still have it, you know, this is, you know, maybe three and a half months after these photos were taken, but you know, <laughs> if, if you still have this pipe number B on page five, that's listed as this number, you know, I, I would like you to send this pipe and, and you can just bill me for it later kind of thing. And, and that, that's literally how it worked back then. And huh. so uh, Wally Frank, of course, was uh, kind of the pioneer of that. And I guess um, being based out of New York, that yeah. kind of had its prevalence well, of being kind of the, the source of where a lot was coming into the country. Sure. Yeah, Obviously, yeah. it's the biggest market. You know, it, it, it's the entry point from all these foreign goods. And uh, we're kind of in the um, post-World War II boom. And so a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of new wealth being made in America. A lot of these, uh, you know, uh, families that had participated in the war, they're, you know, coming back, they're starting their careers and, uh, you know, getting, you know, money, real money for the first time in their lives. Right, and so, yeah. you know, you're having some folks with some wealth being created. And, you know, they want to display that. Right. And so um, it's anyway, all that all that being said, Frank goes to Italy and he's on a pipe buying kind of tour. You know, a lot of these, uh, you know, folks, if you go overseas, you've got to, you know, it's kind of like going to market. Right. You go pick out your your stuff and you bring back the things you like to sell in your shops or or what or maybe oh, like you, a pipe show. Yeah. Or, right. Or maybe yeah, yeah. you make a relationship with a vendor or something. And, and you know, then from that point on, you can start, uh, you know, doing some business remotely or whatever. Uh, Frank goes to Italy, he meets Costello, uh, he meets uh, Carlo Scotti uh, with Costello, and he's impressed. He, he thinks there's some, um, you know, some, some promise there. And so what Frank does, uh, he starts to import 
the Costellos into the United States, and he and he wants to market them as kind of an Italian Dunhill. He wants to market them uh, in that same vision that that Scotty had, you know, kind of the the premier Italian pipe. When you think of the top of the shelf European pipe, you think of Dunhill and Costello, and 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 Wally Frank really wanted to push that. What's interesting is Frank had a lot of pipes at the time that were already marketed under his own name. And so uh, he, he, you know, would get carvers across the world to make pipes. And then so you would and you can still on eBay to this day find Wally Frank pipes that are of, you know, various qualities. So you can find a, you know, a Wally Frank pipe on eBay that might be, you know, a $500 pipe. And you might find one that, you know, is worth a nickel. I mean, they're all over the map yeah, as yeah. far as that. But what's interesting, Bo, is that he had his own logo. And his logo was the white bar. <laughs> really? And so what were they going to do? Like, Costello had already kind of designed this logo. His was the white bar. Oh, and, interesting. And, and, and then Frank had this logo, too. So, Did, so, But Frank didn't, like, so Costello had it first, but Frank wasn't necessarily aware of this? Well, I think it was just a parallel thing. They both, you know, they were just on two I mean, continents. it's just a bar, right? I yeah, mean, it's like, just a white bar. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. But you want to, you know, if, you, if you're shooting to make your brand you know, you're positioning yourself to make it one of the most premier brands in the world. You got to figure this out, right? It's yeah. marketing is extremely important. It's like buying a Mercedes without the, you know, the the uh, little broken triangle thing on the front, right? right, right? Yeah. I mean, you've got to get that part right. <laughs> and so, uh, what Frank did is he came up with this idea. They took uh, for and and this was the case for most of the 20th century. Costello changed their um, their moniker, their emblem on the side of their pipe um, from the white bar. Uh, the the Costellos that were imported to the United States actually uh, had a piece of crushed up silver foil that was inserted into the side of the pipe and then covered in resin. And so it looked like a diamond. <laughs> wow. it, it wasn't a diamond, but it was a piece of crushed up silver gave foil. Gave the effect. It gave the effect. It was yeah. like a shiny rhinestone that was in the, it kind of, uh, Im, you know, embedded into this thing, covered in a real pe- a piece of clear resin. And, and then and it just had this nice gemstone. So it was, think of like, okay, on with Dunhill, you've kind of got the white spot. And then in, you know, in, in the Costello world, you kind of had this like, uh, you know, diamond spot or a, a silver spot, something like that. It was just something totally different, which I, I mean, think was uh, I, I think am- was really unique. It's interesting because both both kind of styles in terms of just a plain white bar, the minimalist, incredibly uh, minimalist. They it, speak for themselves. It, it, I that. mean, there is there is something kind of bold in that, and, and kind of communicating that just kind of clean imagery. But the diamond at the same time does have that high class nature to it. Is well. I mean, they both that's it very differently communicate the exact same thing. So did Costello do that specifically because of Frank? That's right. That's Interesting. right. Interesting. Imagine that. That's and so crazy, for, man. For decades, the Costellos that were imported into America yeah. had that uh, had that marking on them, which That's I think crazy. is really really fascinating. So, so Frank I, really was a trendsetter in a, in a massive way, not just in the states. If, he was. If he got an international guy he, coming. He out. drove the American pipe market yeah. for uh, for years there. Yeah. Um, and so you know, just it just really almost a kingmaker as far as Costello goes, Definitely, because you yeah. know you've got this incredible huge market in the United States. Costello, uh, you know, they're just getting off the ground. This is post-war America. There's a lot of wealth being created. Um, and, and so, and he, you know, Wally Frank, he is, he is saying, I'm putting my name on this. I'm, I'm betting on this horse kind of thing. Right. And so when that happens, uh, you know, it, it, the pieces start to come together. You've got a lot of, uh, you know, American folks with cash and, and in big cities like New York, they're actually spending goods on things like 
Italian fine leather and Italian, uh, you know, handmade items of, of other of other types. And, and so, you know, he's like, well, we're going to jump on this train and, and, and push Italian pipes. And yeah. so it, it worked out. So uh, over the over the years, uh, Costello uh, gave birth, as we'd mentioned before, to kind of this family tree of Italian pipe makers. The two most famous of those were uh, Peppino Escorti and Luigi Radice. Uh, Redi- <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I don't know why I laughed. They're yeah. just very Italian. Yeah, no, <laughs> Peppino Radice. No, yeah, no, but you know, it's one of those things like he, he, he was, he, he built such the a- lost Mario Brothers. Bit, no, exactly right. I'm sure they, you know, uh, fixed plumbing and ate pizza and all the other stuff, but- uh, uh, <laughs> It's a me, ceviche, Luigi. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> and we lose all of our Italian. I apologize. So you know, you've got Escorti and Radice. They they get their start right in the factory of um, of Carlo Scotti and uh, at at uh, Costello. And and these are two names which now, of course, we recognize as Radice pipes and Escorti mm. pipes. Mm-hmm. But eventually, they actually went on to do. Uh, their own things uh, together before they started their own. So, uh, for instance, they they left, uh, and and you had uh, Caminetto pipes uh, that that came from a kind of a collaboration between uh, Radice and Escorti, and then eventually Caminetto kind of it kind of waned and and faded, and then those two guys went, and now their names are on uh, net on other things, and 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 since then Caminetto has kind of been resurrected and on its way, uh, kind of back up a little bit. But it's it's just yeah. it's just interesting. There's all these carvers that ha- have gotten their you know start both in the in the Costello shop, but also the Caminetto shop, and now the Radice and the Escorti shop, and uh, and and so none of that would have happened if it weren't for Carlo Scotti and and the you know gamble he took on making a a really high end Italian pipe brand. So anyway, uh, you know, kind of kind of summing all this up, uh, you had a lot of lot of legendary carvers that came out of this shop. Um, they started with English designs. But they realized, like, there were already a bunch of brands making traditional English designs, right? There were already a lot of brands making a billiard and a bulldog sure, and, a, yeah, yeah. and a pot and a calabash well, and you know, Dublin or, yeah. you know, I mean, the, the, so so it's like, how are, okay, if they're going to come on the market, how are they going to differentiate themselves, right? You know, if I'm, there, there's a million bulldogs on the market, why is someone going to buy mine? Well, they're going to buy it because it's, not only is this going to be, you know, the best quality, but it probably needs to be a little different. And so, you know, they started pushing the envelope with some of these shapes and just adding uh, their own eccentricities to them. They might have made it a little more squat than it should have been or uh, made, a, you know, the sides a little larger or the bowl a little bigger or the, the stem a little more flared or something like this. And and before you know it, you kind of had this Italian uh, progressive style that really kind of emerged as, uh, you know, in pipe making that, that now defines the whole hand carved Italian industry. It's really, really amazing. Um, anyway, the Costello, uh, just really trucked along and, uh, their peak, like most pipe makers, uh, peaked in the late seventies, early eighties. Uh, they, they stopped or their peak was around 8,000 pipes a year. Uh, which, which, you know, that's a lot of pipes. It's a lot of pipes. And you think about a factory and and when we say factory, these are, you know, people that are hand making these pipes, but regardless of who makes them, they're all making them in the same spot and, uh, and they're all stamped Costello. Um, and so in that kind of environment, you know, it's just, it's, it's really remarkable. Um, 
today, um, you know, the only serious competitor to Dunhill uh, historically, as far as a factory-made pipe, uh, is a Costello. Man. And, and so that's, you know, that's the, you know, if you're thinking, you know, of that quality, that nature, you know, someone that uh, I'm, I'm buying a pipe because I want to communicate, you know, I am, I'm the, I'm, I'm the guy, you know, <laughs> not only am I the guy, but I know what I'm doing. I'm the too. bee's knees. I, you know, I, I know what I'm doing, right? Yeah, I'm a yeah, pipe, yeah. I'm a pipe smoker and, 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 you know, the, so the there, aficionado there, is pipe. there is an element of communication here. It's really interesting. And so, and, and today the only real, frankly, rival to that, uh, as far as a, uh, as a factory made, uh, brand name pipe, you know, something that you can go pull off the shelf. It's not named after necessarily the carver, but it's named after, uh, you know, the, 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 um, the kind of brand and community and, uh, or that it's built are, are, are Dunhill and Costello. That's and that's, really and, that, and that's it. Yeah. All right, so how many Costello pipes do you own? Cause of course you got the one. Uh, just one. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just have one. So how many Dunhills um, do you own? Uh, I've got four. Four okay. Dunhills, right. yeah. Well, I, we I see I, where your loyalties lie there. Well, yeah, I, I haven't bought any Dunhills new. Oh. Um, yeah, I've only bought uh, only only bought used Dunhills, and actually, I think one of them was a gift. And so, uh, you know, I don't smoke them a ton. Most of the Dunhills I have are. Um, but I see you I smoking know. that pipe from time to time, man. So, okay, this this Costello. So yeah. I, I have a Costello fifty five here for folks that uh, that are not watching. What's interesting is over the years they uh, these are all handmade products, and so they don't have a machine that just cranks out the same shape over and over, right? Uh, you know, it's not like uh, you know Peterson where they've got the you know the Peterson O one, and every time you get a Peterson O one, it's the exact same shape. You know, you're, you're always going to get the exact same shape. Um, but with the Costello, it, you know, they, they don't have those exact same shapes, but, you know, it, it kind of consistency started to emerge. And so you had these shapes that uh, that would come around. They were always a little different. Every shape in every pipe is completely different or is, is a little different. But the shapes started to coalesce around certain types. And yeah. so uh, you had the shape number 54, 56, which is a bulldog, the um the Bent Dublin, which is uh, one of their very popular shapes, is extremely, Ooh, yeah, very, pretty. very Italian. Yeah, that's a that's one of their. Um, it's Italian, extremely Italian, extremely Italian. It's one of their collection pipes, and uh, just very. Uh, you oh know, man, I need to put that down. That is way. More I know, than right? My... We'll set that back over here. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> saw the price tag on that. I'm like, oh, you I don't thing, need to be touching uh, this. You know, it had things like the '93, which was the full bent egg, or the uh, the Hawk Bill, which became very popular. Um, but but the '55 kind of has its own following and i think the 55 uh is very i i think it really uh kind of solidifies what the costello carving uh you know ideal is about right mm. so you've got what they did here is they took a a pot shape and they gave it just a really uh pronounced heel Okay, and so you've got if you're not viewing, imagine a uh, imagine a pot shaped pipe, just kind of a traditional pot shaped pipe. Uh, it's just got kind of this arc to. It's not really a bent pipe per se, but it definitely has a little a little bit of a of a dip to it. And then and then you've got where where the end of the pipe, uh, you know, would go and turn into the underbelly of it and into the shank. It's just it's just very pronounced. It's got this jut. It's hard to explain. It's a showstopper. It's a it's I mean, it's like one of it's... those you look at and you're just like that's a different pipe. Yes. That's a di and 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 this is very reminiscent of what Costello does. Mm. They take they take traditional shapes and they just put that progressive modern stylish. Uh, funky Italian edge on top of it, and, and it's just 
it's just awesome. It yeah. really, it really is just awesome. And so, it, you know, it's one of those pipes you just, you just look at and you immediately know that not only is a Costello, but that that's that's what an Italian handmade pipe looks like. You know, it's mm. just one of those things. So, um, anyway, the shapes have kind of uh, become iconic over the years and developed their own following, and uh, and uh, you know are, are incredibly popular and uh, and very uh, very expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing because I, I do wonder. You I mean you talk about kind of Costello and Dunhill being kind of the defining yeah. high end uh, sure. pipes in, in terms of you know, factory made pipes and, and also with kind of this long legacy behind them. But I'm curious as to the modern pipe buyer, the, the modern pipe consumer, are they more going to the Costellos or the Dunhills? Are they more inclined to actually go to, you know, the, the custom carver that nobody's necessarily ever heard of or who might be starting to make you know, great the, question, the Instagram star over the great question. The Costello. Yeah. I, and I think the nature of our modern market is their, their parallel, right? So, mm. you know, Costello and Dunhill, obviously they don't make as many pipes as they did, let's say in the seventies. Mm. Um, but they're still cranking out a lot of pipes and they, they certainly have their place. We, um, you know, retailers, a lot of times, uh, folks like the country squire, we support, uh, the name brands oh, because absolutely. because we can sell them right. I mean, Costello sells to us, and then we can turn around and sell to uh, to the consumer. And so, um, it, but uh, what what's happened is you've got this kind of new upcoming uh, pipe carver thing, and 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 people love that because they're buying directly from the person that carved this pipe, and the pipe is under their name. And 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 then so that's kind of created its own thing, right? And so you've got uh, folks that are on these parallel tracks and. And I think in today's American world, uh, you know, it, folks looking for these really high-end pipes, you, you, you again, you've kind of got uh, the parallel markets, right? You've got folks that want something unique that came from the carver that has, uh, you know, that you can call the carver up by name. Their name is on the pipe, and they can tell you exactly why they made that exact, you know, shape and finish and what they were thinking and what the grain did when they dug into it and why yeah, they yeah, decided yeah. to do this and that. And, and, and Costello, it's, you know, it's like... It's like calling up the uh, Rolls Royce factory and being like, "Well, you know, you, you gave me a great product, and 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 it's exactly what I wanted it to be, and it communicates what I wanted it to be, and uh, you know, and and uh, and and it's great, but you know, it doesn't have. You're not getting to know the necessarily the individual carver that made this pipe. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, I, I get that. I mean, there's there's kind of a balance there to some extent. I mean, like you, know, you think of this is probably maybe not a great analogy, but. You know, like like your hometown coffee shop. Like everybody's got that coffee shop that's like the local, you know, thing that yeah, might be a local right. franchise, but it's like that's it's right. it's your hometown shop, and you know it's got a lot of uh, a lot of charm, a lot of history that's connected to the city, or do you personally, and you know the, all the baristas and everything. But the thing is, like, if I'm out of town, I know that I can go to Starbucks and get a really like my my mocha is going to be the same in New York, Ohio, or Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah, it's going to be really crummy. Well, regardless. <laughs> It's going to be consistent. Yeah, but it'll be consistently crummy. Well, That's right. I, you know, I, th I think Starbucks makes a decent mocha. <laughs> Triple grande, two-pump mocha with a splash of peppermint is how I do it. But regardless. I think you just had a seizure. Well, I, <laughs> I, I, uh, I always tell them I try to make my order as pretentious as possible, but it is. You, you, yeah, yeah that, that was basically the, the Costello of the latte world, I, I think is what you just pulled out there. Yes. Right. 
That's exactly right. <laughs> that's fantastic. But that, that's what I'm saying. No, that's, but that, that, a... that, you're right. You're right there. I mean, folks want something uh, that they can't necessarily get anywhere else that, uh, you know, is, is a very uh, boutique, small batch uh, creation. I mean, think about how that's infected our whole culture, right? You've got uh, everything from uh, small batch craft beer and bourbon to uh, things that like we sell in the shop, like uh, Danny right. Vasquez's beard oil. You know, I mean, these are things that are handmade by artisans. Um in the small batch nature that don't have anything to do with a factory. Uh, and then, of course, you've got a factory, uh, you know, where, you know, a couple dozen people are cranking out 6,000 pipes a year. Uh, they're all handmade, but maybe they're sharing some tools and maybe they're, uh, you know, using some common products and things like that. And so uh, it's just a different mindset. It's a different it's a different market. Uh, and, and I think there's a place for both in, in today's pipe world. So absolutely. Um, anyway, just uh, some some beautiful, great pipes from Costello. Uh, I've got uh, another couple of. Uh, pipes here. Yeah, yeah. Probably their most. Uh, oh my gosh, that's gorgeous. Th- their most popular pipe on the American market is the Sea Rock Briar. Sea uh, Rock mm. is it, a rusticated pipe that just has a really. Um, a really craggly rustication to Ooh, it, um, man, and so it's one of those. Do they, one of, do they have the uh, the band at the end of it? So what, the bottom of it what too? they always do is they uh, they leave a smooth spot on the bottom for uh, for their nomenclature, and so that's going to tell you kind of the grade of the briar. Um, you know what what uh, you know line it's from. And that then, is um, hot. You know. And all that, and so yeah. uh, you know, and he, here's another example, Bo. It's kind of a kind of a prince, but also a, a prince that has that jutted, uh, you know, kind of a you know Italian heel on it that juts out a little bit. So um, I'm sorry, but people that just like like you know, bash rustication and saying like, oh, it's just it's not as quality. I'm you can get some gorgeous rusticated pipes. That's These the thing, man. I'm telling you, there there is a time and a place for rustication. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've I, I've met multiple pipe carvers that uh, you know have said you know some of the some of the most fun they've ever had making a pipe was a sandblasted or rusticated pipe. And, yeah. I, and I think you really uh, can see that when you see something as high quality as these. Man, that's so, gorgeous. Pipe. Yeah, pretty awesome. But uh, but anyway, that's Costello. We're uh, we're proud to proud to talk about them. And uh, man, I just, um, you know, it's one of those things you you own, a, it, you, you have a chance to own, you know, maybe one or two of these in your life if you're, you know, someone like me. And uh, and so you tend to smoke it a lot when you when you can. Man, you know, this is the great thing about the Costello pipes. I mean, those can be upwards of, you know, $700, $800. I mean, they're, 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 if you're buying a Costello pipe, it's a high end pipe. Yeah, you're either independently wealthy, which good for you, or you've saved up some ducats. Or you've won a lawsuit. Or, or well, hey, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not asking questions. But, but if you've yet to win said lawsuit and you just are looking for a really quality factory <laughs> pipe for a really affordable price. <laughs> we got some great pipes to recommend for you. That's right. From that our is good right. friends at Missouri Beer Shop. At Missouri Beer Shop. Always <laughs> consistently produced uh, the best uh, the best corn cob pipes on the market. And, of course, uh, an American icon and tradition. Uh, Missouri Beer Shop pipes make uh, make great pieces at a, at a really affordable value. So, uh, wide variety. You've got uh, pipes like the Missouri Beer Shop Mini, uh, which is one that uh, is probably no, lo- no more than three or four inches long. Has a very small bowl. Uh, just big enough for your tamper to fit in and fits nicely in your pocket. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you've got uh, things like the freehand corn cob pipe, which is a larger pipe. It's more of a, a Dublin shape and kind of has that rusticated top with a nice black finish. Um, and then uh, even uh, pipes like the MacArthur, which uh, if you want to make a statement, uh, there's nothing bigger, a bigger statement that you can make. Uh, probably even more <laughs> than a Costello <laughs> than, uh, than a, a Missouri Meersham MacArthur corn cob pipe, which is basically an entire corn cob. That's exactly uh, right. And, uh, and, and just a really good looking pipe. So. <laughs> You get a couple hundred. <laughs> <laughs> you 
probably get a couple hundred uh, MacArthur's for the price of one of the Costellas. I'm just saying that, and that's the value of the Missouri Meerschaum pipe, right? It's a it, really it's, quality smoke. It's great. It's great. Absolutely. The the uh, the the quality is always uh, is always very good, and and the price is always very. Look, reasonable. second to none. You're gonna have a hard time finding a better value. And if you've got a Missouri Meerschaum pipe, smoke it this week. Uh, take a picture, tweet it in. It's a great way for us to uh, share that out, so that you can showcase the uh, the great Missouri Meerschaum pipe that you are smoking. It's also a great way to let the folks know that you uh, heard about them here at Country Squire Radio, and we thank them so much for supporting the show. That's right. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Pipe question of the week. Pipe Question of the Week this week comes in from Howard, who writes in, he says, Why do some tobaccos burn better than others? I smoke 
almost exclusively non-aromatics. Some I can light, and they will burn through the bowl with no problem, as long as I tamp, uh, as long as I tamp the ash, of course. Tamp that ash. Uh, others I seem to be constantly relighting. Is it the tobacco or moisture content, or is it something else? So again. Why do some tobaccos burn better than others? So Howard has a great question here. Of course, uh, is is it the tobacco, the moisture content, or something else? He asks, and um, and the answer is always yes. Oh, <laughs> to, to, to to this, uh, you know, it, pipe smoking, it's finicky. Unless you're gonna unless you're gonna smoke the same thing every day all day and learn how that tobacco burns. Um, you have, as, as a pipe smoker and as you're sampling new tobaccos, you, you just kind of have to be prepared for each tobacco to burn differently. And not just that, but each tobacco to burn differently in, in a different pipe. That, that's the, that's the thing about this. Mm. It's, and, and, and I, I walk with people every day and, and including myself, I'm like, why isn't this burning? Oh, it's cause I put it in that pipe. Like it, it, it each one has its own. Uh, kind of its own connection to the pipe, the the cut of the leaves, uh, you know, are going to carry the flame differently. Everything's different. Uh, obviously, like you mentioned, tobaccos have different moisture contents. Yeah. And so, uh, frankly, all of the above is true. All, all of the above is true. Um, you know, some tobaccos you might have to light differently than you do other tobaccos. Some tobaccos, uh, because they're drier and more thinly cut, uh, you can light without having to, you know, do much at all. You light it, uh, maybe tamp it quickly, and, it, and it's good to burn for quite a while. Uh, maybe a thicker, more cube cut, uh, you know, broken flake, uh, something of these, uh, something of this nature. You you might have to baby a little bit more, uh, you know, as it's going on. And so, um, and and then the moisture content is there as well. And so, I you know, I think uh, even within the non-aromatic tobaccos, you're just going to have. Um, you know, have a lot of variance there. And unless you're a pipe smoker that's committed to smoking the same pipe tobacco all the time, which, I mean, where's the fun in that? <laughs> right? I mean, where, where, where's the fun in it? Well, of course, you know, I say that we've, you know, some of our best customers, obviously, are folks that uh, come in the Country Squire. They order... Cherokee you know, number two. They order a pound of Cherokee number two every day they come, every time they come in, you know, or, um, you know, that's that's their regular, that's their regular order. And, um, and so I think... Uh, you know, uh, that's just um, par for the course. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, some you're going to be able to, to you know, burn better than others. And, and the, the thing is to, with each bowl, ask yourself kind of why, what's going on here? What, you know, what's the common denominator? What's the common denominator? Yeah. Why did I have an easier time on this pipe than I did this pipe? Um, you know, you're going to have to ask yourself some questions there. Pipe smoking is finicky, and we have to kind of remind ourselves of that. But, um, you know, I think, uh, I think that's kind of, the only answer I can really give you, Howard, on uh, on the constant relighting with with some and yet others, there's you know one light, uh, a small tamp, and 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 it goes for an hour. <laughs> I, I feel so stupid about. Isn't this. that amazing? It's I've, just it's it's that finicky. I've never really thought about the fact that there is a correlation between, for example, the bowl size and how much moisture is in the tobacco in terms of how easy it's going to be to smoke. There are only there are some tobaccos like these really uh, you know thick cut. Uh, Latakia blends for some reason that I almost only smoke out of a out of a really wide deep bowl. Flakes are the same way. Flake tobaccos uh, either 
either a tall, narrow bowl or a wide, deep bowl seem to do better. Um, and, and then you've got others that, uh, you know, if the bowl is slightly canted forward, maybe, um, you know, like a cutty, for instance. We've talked about the cutty a lot yeah, on the show. Uh, you, know, it, you know, the cutty, for me personally, is, is really good for a ribbon-cut tobacco. But as soon as you introduce some thicker-cut flakes or some cubes, um, you know, the cutty, for me personally, can't really handle that well. And, mm. I, and I don't even know why. I wish I was a physicist and could tell you. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that's just part of it. So you have to start kind of asking for the common denominator. Try uh, try the tobacco in a variety of pipes. Um, let's see which one it works best in. Um, and, and, and if all this sounds way too overcomplicated, way too Baroque, and you are, you know, don't want to fool with it, just find a tobacco that does burn well and, and don't smoke the ones that don't. Uh, that's good. Uh, that's, <laughs> I, I, I am foreseeing in the near future a pipe smoking one on one episode about choosing the right bowl size for the right tobacco. Oh man, that no, might have to be like an eighteen part series. I, I mean, that's that's I'd never thought about that before, but now I need to learn more. Yeah, so, great I, question. Yeah, good, really good question, Howard. Yeah. yeah, appreciate that so much. Hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in. Show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire question. Ow! All right, here we go. Quick fire questions coming in from the forums over at thispipelife.com. Thispipelife.com. More on that in just a moment. We actually have these coming in from two different members over at the forums over at thispipelife.com. First couple come in from our last week's quick fire questions, which is Big Sky Piping. Big Sky Piping. Who says uh, this is a part of his summer barbecue. Okay. As you recall. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that's right. right. So We've talked about barbecue a lot on Country Square Radio. And we will continue to do so. <laughs> we, apparently we will. All right. Potato chips or tortilla chips? Tortilla. Tortilla chips. Tortilla chips. Tortilla. Yeah. Uh, uh, Make yourself a dang tortilla. I got to go with potato chips. Potato chips? Yeah. It, tortilla chips if you've got queso involved. Well, see, if there's that's no the case, question. If there's no queso, it, just on their own merit, potato chips. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who would choose yeah. tortilla chips with no... Like additional, like salsa. Please keep calling it tortilla. Or, or, That's great. or guacamole or, or, or uh, queso. Like, qu- qu- queso, yeah. You gotta have all yeah. that. No, I, I think you're right. I look, I love tortilla chips when it's paired with those, but if it's not, give me a potato chip. Yeah, I'm with you at that. Uh, cigar or pipe? Pipe. Pipe. <laughs> Done. Next question. <laughs> Sun or shade? Now, listen. Sun. Listen, Big Sky. We're here. Wait, what? I'm going to go with sun. Okay, well, I was about to inform Big Sky about the fact that we're in Mississippi. If you're out in the sun too long, you will die. No, you I'm, not, sun I'm, not, over shade? I'm not saying we won't, because it is awful. But you, I, I You suicidal? I, no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you're right, right. But, I mean, you know, I'm someone that doesn't get out into either very often. All right, fair enough. Yeah. You got these nice windows in here, though. You get, you do get some good sunlight. Yeah, time if, time. you know, if I stand close to, you know, the tobacco counter on the on the left side, maybe I get a tan occasionally. But, yeah. I, no, I'm going to go with sun. I used uh, to even be. Even though we basically live in a place where humans should not be able to physically live. It's insane. And it is a really terrible time of year weather-related. Um, it, the heat here is just awful. It's the worst right now because it's, it's humid heat, which yeah. is the, uh, it's just thick. You're just swimming. Yeah, you yeah. people in Arizona, you complain about that dry heat. I'd take some of that dry heat right now. <laughs> Here's the deal: like I, I recently discovered, I, I used to be very anti-hot weather. Like growing up, I really hated the fact that it was so hot here. Um, but but you know, I think uh, with kind of this newfound love for the beach that I have, like. Sitting in like the hot sun, but in the shade specifically, so with, that I'm, with wind. 
yeah, a little bit of wind, a little yeah. bit of wind. But honestly, I'm I'm cool like sucking up the heat if I am not being burned by the sun. Because that's the other thing, man. Like my, I don't know if it's the he's the, so pasty. It's the Irish in me, man. <laughs> like I, I'm uh, the sun is my kryptonite. We are not friends. <laughs> but I do like I do I can enjoy the heat if I'm in the shade. So I'm yep. gonna go shade. Oh, all that's the way. good. Okay. All right. Now this final question comes in from this pipelife.com user um, Modi two. Uh, now this is this is a a difficult question to ask, as I'm sure we will get a lot of different thoughts and opinions on this. The question is, pipes and cigars, or smoking pipes. Now for the wow. for the the uninitiated, wow. I don't think that Modi is asking, do you prefer you know pipes and cigars or just smoking pipes? No, he's, they, they, he's referring to websites. He's exactly. referring to online retailers of uh, uh of pipe and cigar. Things. Now you got to be careful about how you answer this. I mean, you're John David Cole of Country Squire Radio. You are an influential member of the pipe community. So someone just uh, okay. Let me let me start by saying both of these are are uh, my my shop is actually a competitor to both of these sites. All right, but but the both of these sites are run by very uh, capable, knowledgeable folks that you know have have carved out a very important place in the pipe smoking Solid community. communities uh in, incredible you know they have carved out very important places and so uh you're asking me of of the two big online retailers i mean we're talking like uh you know uh, i don't know what sears and jc penny here or something right uh, of of the pipe smoking who's world. sears and who's jc penny <laughs> maybe that should be the quick fire question yeah maybe so maybe <laughs> so but i you know i i think you you've you've got that uh-huh. um there you know walmart and target for instance or something like that actually is probably a closer, <laughs> closer okay my true stripes are starting to come out here i'm gonna, I'm gonna tone it back but yeah that's uh that's that's interesting um i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with smoking pipes and I have very specific reasons for that, mm. and I won't go into all of them tonight. No, no, okay, but uh, but what I will tell you is um, they are run by a very good organization mm. that constantly works with retailers and really believe in the pipe uh, craft and community and have incredible relationships with carvers. And if you are going to choose either of them, I would uh, encourage you to to support Smoking Pipes. All right, yep. there you go. And I cannot believe I just answered that question. I, I'm, I'm I'm shocked. And I'll you. and I'll probably get some uh, get some feedback on that. That'll be great. But uh, Smoking <laughs> Smoking Pipes, uh, if you're not going to buy from uh, ye old country squire here in uh, here in uh, Central Mississippi, or your local tobacco, or a local tobacconist, we certainly would point you there first, and uh, and always in every case. Uh, but uh, the folks at Smoking Pipes are uh, are, are very good. Folks. All right. Well, yeah. I'm choosing them because you chose them. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, Ma- I cannot believe two, I just answered that question. <laughs> Monty, two. Thanks for that quick fire question, and we will just go ahead and direct all the feedback that we get on that one right to you, buddy. Right. <laughs> That's but of right. course, those quick fire questions and more come in from the good folks over at thispipelife.com. That's right. An amazing online community if you've not joined so yet. You absolutely should. Now, here's the great thing about thispipelife.com. Not only is it a great uh, forums, but they are also incredibly social. You can find them on Twitter, on Facebook, on the uh, that, that thing with the pictures that you like to call... Friend face. Instagram. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. You can find them. It's, uh, it's a great community, thispipelife.com. And hey, when you sign up for thispipelife.com, it's absolutely free, but when you use the code code CSR. It lets them know you heard about it on this show, and it's a great way to help support the content that you're listening to right now. So again, thispipelife.com, use the code CSR at registering at thispipelife.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. 
All right, man. So we are kind of running a little bit late, but we're gonna we're gonna do uh, this great listener feedback that we got in Let's from uh, Austin Cool Beans Baker uh, from uh, from the iTunes reviews. Uh, why don't you uh, read us what Austin had to say? Yeah, Austin says uh, review number two. Apparently, he's reviewed before, uh, maybe, but uh, he says. I've reviewed you guys before. Okay, there he has. He has reviewed us before. Uh, but after watching and listening to the 200th episode, uh, I thought I'd drop another one. I've been smoking a pipe for almost two years and have listened to you guys since I started my pipe adventure. Uh, so thankful I found you guys because there's no telling what kind of crappy pipe tobacco trail I would have taken. <laughs> the pipe means a great deal to me, uh, not only to embrace the cadence I receive from the pipe itself, but also reflect on myself and God and my gracious Heavenly Father uh, has truly bu- blessed my life. Uh, God bless you guys and thank you. Uh, and that comes from Austin. Uh, Austin, thanks so much. We, uh, you know, we, we, do, we do sense a connectivity there between uh, the spiritual realm and the uh, and and the and the pipe smoking realm, and we uh, and we support those reflections. So, Absolutely, uh, I mean that's that's really great. We also uh, really appreciate man that feedback uh, that you sent in to us on uh, on iTunes through iTunes. That's right. If you have not done so already, head over to iTunes and write us a review. It is a great thing to do. Apparently, you can do it twice. I did not know that until Austin told us that. So that's awesome. <laughs> but uh, but do it again. <laughs> head over to iTunes and write us a review. It's a great way to help support the show, and it doesn't cost you a dime. However, if that's you right. are willing to spend a few dimes to help support the show head over to patreon.com slash country squire radio where you can become a member of the country squire radio international pipe club uh where we are so very close to opening up the uh, the online lounge uh so do that head over there you can find links to that at country radio.com you can also keep up with us throughout the week you can follow us on twitter i'm at the real bow york i'm at john david cole or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire you can of course also follow the show at squire radio and don't forget to tune in to the live shows happening on monday night at 8.30 p.m. Central Time. That's 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern, all at CountrySquireRadio.com. I I just need to say this. All right, let's do it. Russ Hicks just said, J.D. made an impressive stand for truth, justice, and the American way. Smoking pipes rocks almost as much as the Squire. Oh, snap. I, I just... That affirms me, and we're going <laughs> to leave it at that. Hey. <laughs> if Russ said it... It's basically gospel. I mean, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, we we've gotten some great uh, great live tweets in tonight from those of you tuning in. I, it, it, that's honestly the most fun when Bo and I show up is just or the folks that that tune in live. Um, you know, and and obviously our listener feedback from from those that can't make it live. Uh, man, this is just this is just great. So yeah, we, I, we appreciate y'all so much. I think the tie in terms of memes tonight for for the live audience has been uh, uh, Mark who put in a picture of Luigi popping out of a pipe and. Mario, and he says he captioned it with an Italian and his pipe. Uh, wow, <laughs> wow, for the win! Yeah, he, he he got some flack for that. And then also, um, I think we did. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was Mark VV, and yes, it was who who drew us up as thing one and thing two from Doctor Seuss. With uh, we would, <laughs> we would smoke it in a boodle. We would smoke it with a poodle. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that's fantastic. Jude Law, by the way, he was the guy that that, uh, very good. that scrubbed his skin with the rock on Oh, the okay. Got it. J- okay. Jude Law. Good. Not a pipe smoker that we know of. Good. But maybe he is. Who knows? <laughs> All right, man. Well, that's good. I've had a great time tonight. A great great show. Let's go have a night. See you, brother. been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 